Hello, yes, you have downloaded an episode of Healthish, your almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I'm your host, Felicity Harley. Now, just in case we needed another gender cap, yes, to add to the long list we already have. Well, folks, we have another one, and this one is called the Romance Gap. Actually, it's probably been there the whole time, but now we're talking about it. Helen Schick is going to tell us more about this new Bumble research that confirms, yes, it still exists. Even today, 2020, it is there. She is the author of Sex, Swipes and Other Stories. Now, if you like what you hear from Helen, she is also up on our big sister podcast, Extra Healthish, talking about how to win at online dating. Just search for that one wherever you get your podcasts. Helen, welcome to Healthy-ish. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, this research by Bumble, a little bit worrying, shows many dating myths still exist. What mm-hmm. is this romance gap all about? Well, let me try and sum it up as um, concisely as possible, but the romance gap is essentially the dissonance in behaviour that's expected from men and women when we're talking about dating and relationships. It's the way we choose to behave because we think society expects us to behave this way. And it's quite surprising because I think two-thirds, something like two-thirds from Bumble's research um, of of Australians still believe that these, um, I guess, gendered attitudes are still around. That is perfectly summed up. I love that. Um, I mean, it, it so many of us do feel empowered, don't don't we? When we date, we feel like we're we're making the decisions. No, we'll pay. But these dating myths still exist. Now, let's chat mm-hmm. through some of them. Firstly, yep. this one: men are still expected to pay. I mean, like what? <laughs> Have we not got rid of this yet? <laughs> No. And you know what? I always, I I address this a fair bit about men being expected to pay on a first date. And I've never really um, believed that. I always ask myself the question, do I actually like this person? And if I plan on seeing them again, because I don't feel comfortable letting somebody pay um, if I have no intention of seeing them again. I think it's only fair that if that is your intention, that you should at least be splitting the bill. And um, and actually very often when I do know that I don't want to see somebody again, I will quietly settle bill myself. Oh, I so like that. that's kind Great of, the, tip. that's always been my attitude towards it. And I always see it as though if I do let a man pay for me, it just means that I will get the next date, if that makes sense. So like I, it's, it's a kind of like a quick um, a balance and, you know, you take turns in taking on that and whether or not it's the man that takes the lead on the first date, um, it's, it's, it's really comes down to whether or not you like them. And so how what, do you what, navigate that bill discussion? Often that's hard, isn't it, at the end of a date where you're like, no, I'll pay, no, no, I'll pay, or how do I do this? I think also I, I think when, when you talk about a first date, I always say just keep it really simple for a first date. And I feel like some some women want to go out for a three-course degustation, you know, a sort of like style three-course meal when it should just be something simple like a coffee or a smoothie and a walk in a park because then the, the topic of who is picking up the bill shouldn't even be an issue. It's It's a coffee. And if you can't afford two coffees, you probably shouldn't 
be dating. You're probably not in a position to be going on dates, if that makes sense. And so if you keep it simple, that's no longer an issue. And then you at least get a general vibe on that first date of somebody and whether or not you want to see them again. And, you know, that awkward silver tray with the white receipt placed in the <laughs> middle of the awkward. table isn't a thing. <laughs> yeah. right? about- Where it's like in no man's land and you're like, who takes it? I know. I know. What about the dating myth that women have a shelf life. I mean, are we just going back to the 80s here? What, What's going on? What's your experience? I think from, I mean, it is hard because biologically speaking, we do have a body clock that ticks. And I feel like a lot of women feel that pressure, especially when you hit your 30s. I got, I was very fortunate to have my son uh, in my late 20s. 20s and I feel like I've ticked that milestone f- for myself already so I don't feel that pressure but I have a lot of girlfriends who are in their early 30s mid 30s who are feeling that 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 ticking t- um clock it's 35 isn't along. it where you just think right. okay I'm approaching for it and I can say this because I'm over 40 but <laughs> it is it yeah. yes it happens and it's not necessarily you know we go off like milk at the end of this shelf life, you know, it's just, it's, it's right. And I feel like, I think ever since I hit my thirties, it's like been, I've been living my best life, but from, I guess this is my experience, like women, especially my audience definitely do feel that pressure of wanting to settle down and, you know, have kids, but instead of actually asking themselves, is this, is having kids something that I want? I've had a lot of discussions with friends who feel like, oh gosh, uh, everybody around me is getting married and having having kids. I need to get on this, you know, bandwagon and do it. But then they'll spend a day babysitting their friends' kids and go, you know what? I actually don't think kids are for me. And rather than asking, is this right for me? They feel like they need to follow, you know, the um, the societal kind of milestones that ever, that's been placed on them. What about the other myth that women shouldn't appear too desperate? I mean, how do we find this balance when we're dating to be, you know, being keen but not too keen but, you know, not just in the middle? Give us some tips. I I, I actually don't even know what too, too keen is because if you are into somebody, it, you shouldn't feel like you need to hold back. And now... I mean like a, a normal level of enthusiasm, like you don't need to go over the top and just, you know, send a thousand roses to somebody's office or rock up with, you know, um, at their door with soup and, you know, a three course uh, meal. in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah three-course meal. I think it's just a it's just a measured level of, you know, letting someone know that you are interested in them and leaving the ball in their court once you've made your stance in, in this whole dating um, scene, like d- dating relationship known. And I think it also starts with you have to have your own um, self-worth because if you have a high self-worth and, you know, you see what you bring to a relationship or t- to a possible relationship, right, you won't even care whether or not you're appearing too keen to somebody. No, Because absolutely. at the end of the day, if you're not their cup of tea, that's fine. You can take it or leave it and move on to the next person. Absolutely. And I do think a lot of time, you know, when a relationship is right, it just happens organically as well. And I think that's when you know you're in the right, I'm speaking from experience here, (laughs) you know, you're in the right relationship when it just flows. 
right? And it shouldn't, and it just feels natural. I've had many, I've had experiences where, you know, I've gone on a first date with somebody and just followed up with date two, three, four, all consecutively after the other. And people were like, shouldn't you just be pulling back a bit? I'm like, no, it just feels right. It feels right for him. It feels right for me. Why not? Why not? Helen, Mm. thank you so much for coming on Healthish and sharing your wisdom. Oh, no worries. Thank you so much for having me. I like that idea of Helen's where you just swipe the bill, take it and go and pay for it without the other person knowing. Great tip. If you like this chat with Helen, we do have more from her. She is up now on Extra Healthy-ish. We publish a new episode of that podcast every morning, Monday to Thursday. If you want more info about dating or any other health and wellness advice, jump on to bodyandsoul.com.au or we are on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, well... Happy dating. Let's get rid of that romance gap, hey? And stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.